Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and this is the third part of my hijacked three-parter on the Progressive Property Podcast on tips and tricks technical details that can help you raise more finance for your property ventures. At the end of this episode on the audio podcast will be the question uh, for you to answer. First 11 win £3,000 four-day Property Investors Masterclass. I'm going to give 11 of those £3,000 four-day Property Investor Masterclasses away. If you're not telling absolutely everybody that you meet what you do in property, then you're missing opportunities. So every conversation you have with a family member, a friend, on social media, on email, on instant messenger, wherever it is that you're communicating with anyone, with your work colleagues, with your university friends, whatever, then you need to be telling them what you're doing in property. Now, if you remember, there's a technique I told you about which um, circumvents the direct sales approach. It's a more elegant sales approach. Uh, And that was in the last podcast I did. So telling everyone what you're doing in your daily routines of property investing, it's not a pitch, but it's building awareness in as many people's minds as possible that you're the go-to person in property. Now, if you sit here and say to me or think, well, I'm not yet the go-to person or I don't have credibility or experience, that's exactly the reason why you've got to start doing this now. Because there's a saying in the world of marketing, which is visibility is credibility. It's not just how many properties you've bought and you know how many years you've been in the business of property. It's how, you're, how many people see you and how often you're seen by those people. Um, there was a famous photograph of the Manchester United football team. Um, And as it transpired, one of the guys on the end of the photo wasn't a Manchester United player. He had got in the kit and he'd done this very elaborate um, little, I don't know what you'd call it, but he literally planned for months infiltrating the Manchester United team football um, photo, you know, their official one. Uh, But everyone who wasn't in the know, in fact, probably some of the Man U players even thought, well, he's just a Man U player, he's in the Man U kit. So the point is, just by being visible, that that became sort of an assumed thing, assumed credibility. So like I said in my previous podcast, you're probably going to meet about 10,000 people in your life. And those 10,000 people are going to meet 10,000 people. So what's 10,000 times 10,000? Is that a million? Um, You know, that's a lot of people, isn't it? Um, So there's this networked effect of you telling someone that tells someone that tells someone that tells someone. Um, But also probably one third of those people are going to have money and one third of those people are going to be able to do JVs with you. So if one third of 3,333 is that is of 10,000 and then one third of that is, you know, you're like about what, 1,100, 1,200 people in your lifetime that that are probably open to JVs with you. You only need one or two. So what you just want to do is change the topic of your conversations from what you used to watch and the social things you used to do and, you know, just general minutiae of conversation. Just start weaving in. I viewed this property. I'm putting a deal together. Um, I went to a a business networking event to meet uh, financers for my new property deals. 
if you start talking about the deals that you're putting together, that's an unconscious pitch for someone who you're talking to. You know, they're able to sit there and listen to you in your conversation and put themselves in that picture. So um, on social media as well, instead of what food you ate or what airport you checked into or whatever, whatever other nonsense isn't really interesting to people, even if it's interesting to you, um, pictures of houses that you view, pictures of you with an estate agent, just general um, activities that you do every day, spreadsheets of your deals, uh, pictures of deals that you've done and you're doing. Um, things that you learned, tax that you saved. There's so many things that you're doing in your day-to-day property journey that you could be updating social media and your friends and family. All right, cool. So literally summarize it. Tell everybody what you do. There's this networked effect, the, you know, the butterfly effect, the um, seven connections that you could reach anyone in the world. Um, and in your lifetime, if you do this, you're likely to directly meet at least 1,100 people who are JVable and who would want to do JVs with you. And they're likely to meet 10,000 people. So that's a huge networked effect, effect in your life. Okay, then the next thing is anyone you've ever met in your life that you've got in your outlook, I'm pointing here because my laptop's here, um, you met at university, you went to school, you knew, reach back out to them. Now, don't say, hey, I haven't seen you for 28 years, John, but give me your money, mum. <laughs> Um, but if you just reach out to them and say, hey, I was, I did, this happened and I thought of you. Do you remember the good old days at uni when we used to snort tequila through our eyeballs? <laughs> you know, whatever else we did used to do. That. Um, no, we didn't. We used to um, snort tequila off the bottom of wine glasses. I don't know why I've just admitted that to you. But yeah, you know, just something that happened that reminded you of your old friends, your old colleagues. Reach out to the colleagues that you've got, go out for lunch with them and just connect with everyone you know. Because, um, you know, like imagine, you know, those computer games where you've got your life um, power at the bottom on like a heads up display. Well, imagine if you could see a heads up display of everyone, how much money they've got, you know, whether they sold a business, whether they've got stock investments, you know, whether they've got savings. Of course, some people you meet are not going to have much, others in debt and others are going to have a lot of money, but you don't know that. So you really should act like everyone has got that heads up display where they've got finance available. But even if they haven't, they may have a family member who has or an inheritance or something like that. Now, that doesn't mean you change your behavior with them and and, and track them down for the money. It just means that you see everyone as equally opportunistic for you to do joint ventures with. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, asking people for money, that's kind of like a bad thing. Well, it is a bad thing if you're going to screw them over. It's a bad thing if you don't know what you're doing. But the reality is... Um, if you do well in property, which you should, and I'm assuming that you will, it's a service to other people to raise money from them because you're likely to give them a better return on money than they would get themselves. Uh, and of course, you can give them first charge on the property to completely de-risk it for them. And actually, then putting money through you into a property investment is probably much lower risk than anything they could probably do on their own anyway. So, you know, you just want to think of it like you're not taking money from people, but you're helping people's lives and you're getting them better returns on their money and you're doing it properly. And the money never has to go to you. It can go straight to the solicitor to de-risk it further. So point one was tell everyone online and offline what you do. Point two is reconnect and engage with everybody. Um, Remember I said in my earlier video uh, and audio podcast that the average amount of touch points that someone needs to be open to a joint venture partner and open to lending you money is seven. And um, the people who want to do business really quickly and have decided it's three or less. And the more sceptical or people who've been burned in the, in the past or Mark Homer, it's like 11 or more. But the average is around about seven. 
So you've got to reach out and get to number one before you can get to two, three, five, seven, and you've just got to keep going through that process to get to seven. But the information on that is in the previous episode of the podcast. Okay, the next thing then is the places to go. Now, I, I put, I think, about 15 places to go to raise JV Finance in my Be Your Own Bank audio set, so grab a copy of that. I'm going to give you the non-property ones, or some of the non-property ones, because I get asked this a lot. So the very first business networking event I went to was in 2006. The first ever event I went to was December 05, and I met Mark Homer there, and that was a property one. And we went to quite a few property ones and got good results. But sometimes when you go to the same property ones over and over, you meet the same people, or most people are in your boat and and not as many people in the lending the money boat. Though there probably is 15 or 20%, and they're probably not gonna tell you they've got the money, so you need to keep going. But when you go to business-related events, whether it's IOD or Business Angels or London Business Angels or Angels Den or your local business networking or your business for breakfast, you could be the only property person in the room, maybe one more, um, so you can become the go-to property person. So you certainly want to get out to businessy networking events as well. Now, some of them are, are, are maybe of lower quality than others, but you never know who you're going to meet. And the first business networking event Mark and I went to was the Business Club, um, which was run by my friend Matt Bullock and um, his boss, Brian Soames. The first one we ever went to, I stood up and I did like my 30 second elevator pitch and I completely scripted the pitch. We save you time and make you money by building and managing a hands-free property portfolio that you could possibly retire on to enjoy more financial independence. I mean, I haven't said that for years, but I drilled that as a pitch so much and it was more them focused than me focused. It wasn't just like, hey, you know, give me your money and I'll buy property. And I was approached by a few people at the end of that meeting. And one of them was a chap called Lyndon Wright. Now, uh, I've known Lyndon Wright since then. So what's that now? 12 years, Lyndon has become a good friend. Um, And we must have sourced, what, eight or nine properties for him back in the day when we were sourcing properties. So, you know, that would have been a good minimum 30 grand plus in, in sourcing fees. And also, he's been building our websites and doing a lot of our IT for that time too. And funnily enough, we've probably given him the same back in fees. Um, So it was a great joint venture, but we employed each other. uh, And um, that was the first ever business event I went to. Now, he came to me. He didn't know me. And okay, maybe my script was not bad. But the the point is, I was the only guy in the room. I was the only choice to go to for property. Uh, And so, you know, that worked the very first time. So you want to make sure that you're doing a lot more of the businessy type events. You get your little um, elevator pitch scripted, but it sounds natural and conversational, not just... But you also want to make sure it is just sort of semi-scripted and you don't just ramble. Uh, And if you go to enough of those, you'll definitely build great contacts. Now, the higher level is the business angel events. The two best ones I've been to is Angels Den and London Business Angels. There are Angels Dens all over the country. Um, obviously, London Business Angel, Angels is exclusively London. But you, be, you meet angels, dragons, vultures, whales, you know, you've VCs, fund managers, you know, you meet all sorts of people there. And at the good ones, there's often up to 100 people. Now, you can either go there and pitch where you pay a fee and you pitch properly. I think it's best, though, just to go and network and build the contacts there. OK, uh, final thing then before I announce um, how to get the one of the 11... £3,000 four-day property investing masterclasses. We're doing that to celebrate our 11th birthday, by the way. I've been told by a few people you're kind of crazy to do that. I kind of am. I'm also hoping it um, boosts the amount of listens that people listen to our podcast as well. So, you know, we get mutual benefit, hopefully. So there's a technique called time bridging. 
And time bridging is giving the illusion of more time and rapport, but it actually taking less time. So the way that you reduce the amount of time it takes for you to raise finance from potential JV partners and increase the perception of rapport and that we know each other well and we've been through a lot together is by shortening the time that we experience together, excuse me, but increasing the amount of touch points we have together. So for example, if I did 10 five minute videos with you across various platforms and you watched them all, we'd probably build deeper rapport than if I did one 50 minute video because you feel like you've had 10 experiences with me. It, you know, if we communicated via Facebook Messenger and I responded to you personally and then we communicated via email and I responded personally and you'd read my book and you'd listened to 20 episodes of my podcast and you'd watch some YouTube videos, you'd feel like a good sense of connection. Hopefully, unless you think I'm a twat, in which case you'd just delete me from your life. It's been known. Um, but you would feel a deeper sense of connection. Uh, and, but if, you, if I just had one meeting with you in that same amount of time, you wouldn't feel as much connection because the more things that you've consumed through me, with me, or, um, you know, the more the, the different types of information that I've given you, we feel like we've been through a variety of experiences together. Uh, and, and the analogy is in the dating world. You know, if you just go on a date and you go to the same crappy pub, you sit there for five hours and talk about the same old nonsense that you always do in your life and it's kind of boring. It's going to feel like, oh, I better get out of here. Ladies, normally you have a technique, don't you, where um, you, you, you have a friend on backup that you can phone to come and pick you up if the date's going really bad. Only reason I know that is because it's happened to me because I've been blown out, gone to the toilet, sitting there for an hour. Oh, I think I've been semi-stood up. How do you get stood up when you're actually in the date? That's really bad. If, for example, you went to a bar, then to a different bar, then to a different bar, you had a meal afterwards and you had your dessert in a different sort of dessert bar and you went to five different places in a two-hour date, you're going to have felt like you've got more connection, you've been through more together. Now, people with the deepest connections in life are people who've been through a lot together. So I don't know if any of you ever served in the, you know, in the armed forces or, or if any of you have just had friends and family where you've had a lot of hardship, but you have the deepest connection with them because you felt like you went through the most things together. What I'm not saying is go to London Business Angel event and then take them out on a military exercise. But the point is the more... And sometimes the shorter but more frequent touch points and experiences you have with people, the deeper the rapport you get. That's why you should be building your social media profiles. You should be on YouTube, Twitter. You should be on Facebook. You should do live feed videos. You should do podcasts. You should go to networking events. You should um, respond to people in the private messages. Uh, and you should expand your reach and the different uh, formats of social media uh, you know, and, and online platforms that you're on to reach out to people. So you'll build this deeper sense of rapport much quicker, which will reduce the friction, increase the trust, and therefore increase the money flow. So here is your question. Everything has led until this point. Uh, now, I don't know at what point you're listening to this podcast, whether it's just launched or, you know, a few hours later. I would still submit your answer. Uh, there's going to be no opt-in. I'm going to give you the email at which you submit your answer because you just never know. Um, a lot of people might not get the answer right. So I'll just encourage you as you listen now to submit your answer. So in one of the previous two episodes, I gave you a technique. And this technique was to not overtly sell directly, 
but it was a, a more elegant sales technique. I don't like to call it a sales technique as such because it's not very salesy, but it will increase your ability to raise finance. And it's more of a permission-based offer. And it's a two-word technique. Uh, and I called it, I actually named it in the last podcast episode. So where you're selling not overtly, but covertly and indirectly a two-word sales technique. So what you need to do is answer that question. And you need to email me at rob.more at progressiveproperty.co.uk. So email me, maybe in the title, put 11th birthday competition. And as quickly as you can, answer the question with the two word answer for the covert selling strategy that I taught you in the last podcast. That's it. No opt-in, no fees to be paid. And then within the next week, we will announce in the Progressive Property Community and the Progressive Property Podcast on the pod, one of the future episodes, who the 11 winners are, and then how you claim your prize and what you need to do. So what is that two-word selling technique, which is covert, not overt, which is conversational and not pushy, which enables you to get your deals and your pitches um, reviewed by more and more potential JV partners. Email me at rob.more at progressiveproperty.co.uk and good luck and happy birthday to us. And um, hopefully you'll join in the um, birthday celebrations with submitting your answer.